Hello, loyal listeners. This is Asher, one of your beloved hosts. The episode you're about to hear, as you may have read in the description, was broadcast live on the Olivet College radio station. As a result, there's a few kooky things about this episode. For one, you might hear some beeping at some points. That's the Anchor app telling us that it's about to stop recording. It only lets us record each segment up to an hour. Uh, On top of that, regarding that hour, this is a much longer episode, as you may notice. Um, Beyond that, there's also some points when we say we're going to play a certain song or we're going to, we have just come back from hearing a certain song. Um, You will not hear those songs. The breaks for you will be much shorter. Uh, That's because obviously we were broadcasting live. We were intercut by a certain music according to uh, the way the radio station is run. If you like the sound of those songs, though, uh, the names of them at least, go ahead and uh, pause the recording when we say we're going to play them and listen to them. You're encouraged to do so. Uh, I think that's just about it for me. I'm going to throw it over to us. Enjoy. We're going to start recording now for the uh, actual podcast portion of this radio show. Um, we're live. We are sitting in the uh, WOCR 89.1 The One Olivet College Radio Go Comets. Um, I've been told not to say that much, but got to represent. Um, we're sitting in the studio right now in the basement of the KC, and uh, we are, uh, we're here. We're, as we talk, you hear us. That is the way radio works. Oh yeah, this feels a lot more professional than my uh, bedroom in my apartment. Yeah, that that it that it does. Um, we're gonna we might have a little bit of troubleshooting. Try try moving it a little. Yeah, try talking like into that that part of it. I got gotcha. you. These are these are microphones we're not used to. Um, so bear with us if we if we have to work with it a little bit. Um, so the long and skinny of this is. Uh, Wade and I ran into a few technical, well, I ran into a few technical difficulties on the flip side of our recording process. Um, so it was, uh, it was not possible to have us all set up and ready to go with our recorded podcast. Um, thanks so much to, uh, technology. However, uh, because we're both, um, pretty flexible dudes, we managed to get some, get in some studio time and... Uh, like I said, we're recording, so you will be able to listen to this on the usual places, um, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, not wherever, but most of the places. Um, but the only difference is we are live, so this is the raw, unadulterated. I got a, got a live version of my no swears uh, paper, and we are ready to go here. Um, so here's what we're going to do, folks. Uh, we figured uh, we're gonna we're gonna take it a little slower this week again, except uh, for the reason of you don't know us so well. Um, you've been listening to us for a little bit, presumably, but you you haven't really gotten to know us. So what Wade and I are gonna do at this point is we're gonna we're gonna have a first date. Um, let me explain. Uh, we the best part the best time to get to know someone is on a first date, right? So Wade and I, uh, we've, we've Googled some first date questions to, uh, to ask your date, and we're going we're gonna to see what the internet is going gonna to have to offer here, and we're going to ask each other some of these questions, and 
have some discussions based on that, and hopefully you, by proxy, will be able to learn something um, more about us, your beloved hosts. So um, let's jump right into it. I'm going to want to ask the first question All right. on our first website. Uh, so Wade, the first question is, what do you like to do in your free time? Ooh, what do I like to do in my free time? All righty, well, with the little free time I have, um, let's see here. I guess I enjoy mostly reading, hanging out with friends. Um, as you already know, we enjoy uh, playing Dungeons and Dragons, things of that sort. Um, TV shows. Um, yeah. I don't know, I'm a, I like to run when I get some time. Uh, we're, him and I both ran cross country in uh, high school, so try and do that when I can. We're not quite on the same level though. Wade, Wade was a captain and a consistent varsity runner. I was JV and not a captain. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we're, we're both uh, part of the sick club of people who like to run for fun. Um, yeah, you are also... Um, yeah, we, we are, we're nerds, um, so you mentioned Dungeons & Dragons. Um, right. I know you also do, I'm not so much a part of it, but you also do um, Magic, Magic the Gathering. Oh, yes. Yeah. Didn't, didn't you get a new deck for your birthday? I did too? just get a new deck for my birthday as yeah. well. Yeah, they, they, they told me they were prepping that. Um, yeah, how, how's that working out for you, that deck? It's, it's a nasty deck. It's, it's, it's quite powerful. Yeah, so... Yeah, for those who didn't get the vibe before, if you didn't listen to our first uh, Take It Easy episode, um, Wade and I are both pretty big nerds, um, so uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to run with the line, or at least I'm going to run with the line of Dungeons & Dragons first. Um, we've been playing, I don't know, how long have you been playing? I've been, I, I actually just recently started becoming, well, being a nerd. Um, I think I think you guys got me in like, it was like sophomore, junior year of high school. So I've only been a nerd for like maybe four or five years now here. True. But it's always been underneath the surface. You're it, A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I would say you don't become a nerd. It just it, it becomes more prominent. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that for sure. Because, um, uh, so you, you played D&D. So you said, you know, junior year of high school about Cause, probably? No, I think it must have been, I think sophomore year... I started with playing Pathfinder, and then right. I think it was probably, yeah, junior year that I moved on to Dungeons & Dragons. Okay, alright. Because um, I have always been a nerd. Um, on the version it took for me was probably around, was theater nerd. I was always a theater person. Um, but we, we started with a, a, friend of, a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, Skylar Streeter. Shout out to Skylar. Um, nice guy. He might be on Olivet Campus right now. We don't Ooh, know. He may be. Um, probably not listening, but shout out to him anyway. Um, we, uh, him and I discovered a, a Star Wars role-playing kit in his closet because he has a bunch of board games in his closet. Um, and we just basically took that and kind of ran with it. We would just create our own Star Wars you know, themed RPGs that would take one day or, well, not a day, but it would be one session, a couple hours, and you'd be done with it. And from there, we started finding other, we developed our own techniques first, and then we found, you know, Cogent RPG is an online system that's free to download that you can find. Uh, pretty simple, in which you only use six-sided dice, 
Um, and then uh, when I was in Germany uh, for the second time, uh, our friend Leo, who's in Germany right now, um, shout out to Leo, the legend, uh, he, he was pushing hard for D&D for a long time, um, and they finally turned to it. And so when I got back, they gifted me the Dungeons and Dragons Players Handbook, and we've gone from there. So, yeah, that was my senior year. So, well, not my senior year. That was my um, that was my first year back. So that was 2018. Yes, 2018. Yeah. So I've only been a Dungeons and Dragons nerd for about a year now. Um, oh, I guess I have been playing longer than you because yeah. I played that year you were gone. That's why I kind of started. So. Yeah. Um, I played Pathfinder with Briar when I was in sophomore year, but that was, you know, two sessions. I wasn't, because it, it was way too complicated to get into. Yeah, that's that's what I started with, because I know yeah. on runs, Briar and uh, Leo would always talk about it, and I was like, they're describing what was going on. I was like, are you, what, like, are you guys talking about a movie? Like, what yeah. is this? And they're like, oh, well, there's this little thing called Pathfinder, yeah. and so they you, got me into it. You, you got to keep in mind with these, um, when we're talking about this, is... When you when you are playing these games, it is it, it is like Wade says it's like a movie. Um, that's how because I've always been a big film person. That's how I've always viewed it as a movie. Some people view it as a TV show or a book or a story or real life. Um, everyone kind of views it differently, but I always views it in the lens of how would I film a movie or write a story for a movie. Um, so when you're doing that, you know, you know, when you're when you're binging a TV show, you get attached to characters. So people will talk about tragedies that occur in Dungeons and Dragons that they are genuinely upset at, um, and that is that is very much the case. I, I, I'm still have still um, we've come to terms with it because I've I've gotten him back, but I I'm still upset by the betrayal of the aforementioned mutual friend Skylar, in which he. Um, betrayed me in a game and led to the death of my 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 uh my partner my police partner um rest in peace Dow. uh so uh, these these are i mean these are real things you get attached to characters you get you know so you get upset when they die or when they betray you it's it's a big shock and it's a big twist and um that's that's something that because it it looks lame from the outside and it is it is incredibly lame because <laughs> that's you know it's basically what nerd dumb is you know you're just sitting around with paper and whatever um but you really i mean you sit for six hours sometimes at a table with your friends and play a game but they even it's not just that it's, it's like when being a school teacher right you're there nine to five or whatever you have days off and blah blah, blah. but um it's definitely not a nine to five um but when you go home, you don't go home and, like, when you clock out, you're done. You have to grade papers, blah, blah, do all this stuff. So when you're creating a story as a dungeon master, you lead the story. When you're creating it, you're home and you're working on plot details and writing out the next episode and, you know, I don't know, drawing a map or looking through the books and finding... So it's, you know, it's six hours playing time, easily 12 hours preparation, um spread out over multiple days so it, it's a it's a big process um so that's why when wade says when i have time we do this because as college students we don't have time as much and even even as college even from one year to the next like right now our schedules just don't line up as much so we're in, we don't have the opportunity to play as much and excuse me um we haven't played a full session since we were in san francisco um Mm-mm, we haven't 
and that has it's been months and it is it really I'm very upset about that um, so we're gonna get a new one going though soon we're gonna we're gonna start up it's October so it's time for the horror RPG to come back um, so yeah that's a uh, that, 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 that was a good little bit for a, for a first question um, let's bust it out let's, uh, why, don't, why don't you scroll through ask one all right here we go my phone over here Alrighty, who is the most fascinating person you've met? Ooh, most fascinating person I've met. That's a tough one. Um, this question is coming right back to you, so you, you, you should think too. Oh, shoot. Um, you know, I, I, don't have, I don't have the whole list of people that I've met right in front of me right now. Um, and I have met a few celebrities. I've met... Um, and we, we figured out his name the other day. I we met uh um I've met William Shatner. I've met um uh the guy who uh met someone um who who was in the Twilight Zone, which is one of my favorite T V shows. Um I've I've met uh the Robert Patrick, that's his name, who played uh the T one thousand in Terminator two. Um, fantastic man. Uh but I would have to say the None of them are the most interesting person I've met. Most interesting person I've ever met would have to be. I have to say. I'm gonna cheat here. I have to say it's my parents. Mm. And and you know that's not. It's not me playing favorite. Um. My I mean. Definitely my my uncle is is up there in the running. Um. Because he, man. Um, but I would have to say my parents have some of the, and anyone who's listening on, on Olivet, uh, you might know my parents, they're professors Wertheimer and Eller of the art department, um, and they have some of the most amazing stories that I've ever heard, um, they are very well-educated people, and uh, it's amazing to talk to, um, just some lit... I'll leave a few of them out that probably aren't great to broadcast over the college that they speak at, because, you know, there's some stories that are appropriate, some that aren't, but um, one that's, that is known in the college that was actually reported in our newspaper a little bit ago, my father was, was a cab, cab driver in 1980 in New York, and he was shot as a cab driver. He was held up and shot and drove himself to the hospital. Um, you're not going to pull out your cell phone in 1980 and call 911 but drove himself to the hospital. Um, my mom uh, worked with an ornithologist, um, a bird scientist in Australia for a while, um, and has great stories from there. She also lived in Germany like me. Um, so they're, they're, they would, I would probably have to say uh, they are the most interesting people I've ever met, hmm. which, you know, luck of the draw, I guess. What about you? All right. Um, so I was kind of thinking, um, I haven't met really anyone f too horribly famous that I think people would like recognize right off the bat. Um, I did actually, um, I went to a concert once. Uh, the band name was the uh, B Word Sons of Johnny Cash. We're keeping the no squares policy. Yeah. Um, yes, but um, so I went there and actually uh when they were coming up with their name because it had johnny cash's name in it for like their band 
uh, he ended up sending Johnny Cash like a letter and like asking permission to use his name for his band and along with like uh, some music of theirs that him and his band had recorded um, before they had even gotten like really big or anything. Um, he was like, Johnny Cash isn't gonna like send anything back, like he's a huge star and whatnot. Johnny Cash ends up actually sending a letter to this, to this guy back. He's like, I loved your music. I want you to come visit me. And like, oh, like, he's like, yeah, you can use the name and whatnot. And so he actually ended up going to like FISM at uh, some kind of party or something. I forget exactly where. But um, he meets Johnny Cash, like Willie Nelson, ton of bigger country singers and whatnot. And, um, they end up actually like having, uh, they, they like help him record and everything. I think it was like Willie Nelson's like third or fourth ex-wife or something that was their, uh, like producer at the time. So they helped them get big. And, um, just recently I went to one of their, uh, concerts and it was like a smaller thing. Um, I like older country music. Uh, it's not quite as popular as it used to be, but, um, so I'm, uh, during that, uh, they took a quick break and they were kind of going around talking with people and I went over and I was, I like, I was determined I, I had to, I went over and I shook his hand and said like, nice to meet you or whatever. So I shook the hand of someone who had shaken the hand of Johnny Cash and it's like, I had to, I had to do that. I love that story. I love that you're, you know, you're, you're just one step removed from shaking Johnny Cash's hand. Right. It's, it's spectacular. That's, um... That, that that reminds me of uh, actually some some people who are also up there that I totally forgot about are lifelong friends of my parents who live in Connecticut, and um, kind of like that my uh, the father of one of these their family friends of one of these family friends he uh, he wrote a story about Albert Einstein, and you know was talking about you know I forget exactly what the story was about but he essentially talked about Einstein's work and you know who Einstein is and all this stuff. And Einstein actually wrote him a letter um, about the story and said, you know, I really love the story. It was great. But here are the mistakes you made. And, like, there's, like, you know, you know, there's, there's equations on this. I've seen this letter. It's hanging in this guy's house. There's, like, equations that say, you talked about my equation for, you know, gravitational propulsion or whatever. You know, uh, you said that it was E over the second power. But it's actually over the third power and, like, you know, all this stuff. And it's, you know, there's this letter from Albert Einstein <laughs> mounted on this guy's wall, which is interesting because the, um, uh, an interesting story that I just heard recently is the, uh, the doctor who performed the autopsy on Einstein just cracked open Einstein's skull and took his brain out and just walked out of the hospital like had no permission whatsoever just stole Einstein's brain oh my god yeah and the the reason he did it is because he said you know they're going to cremate him his family wants to cremate him because Einstein wanted to be cremated and it would be like wrong of us to cremate the most brilliant brain that's ever you know um so we have to study it and his Einstein's son actually went to his house and he convinced him to he convinced Einstein's son to let him study this brain and he kept this brain and, you know, he promised him they would do it, you know, ethically, and they would, you know, do all this stuff. And he sliced it into little bits and mailed them off to people. And, um, you know, like, all these neuroscientists. But it's, like, it's like 1958, I think, Einstein dies. Um, and no one knew what to do with the brain. No one, no one, neuroscience is, like, a fledgling science. They don't know what to do. So they basically just have these chunks of Einstein's brain that they don't know how to study. 
and this guy eventually is fired from Princeton, you know, and he moves somewhere else and all this stuff. And they eventually track him down in, like, the 80s, and he still has Einstein's brain, like, in formaldehyde. But now science has moved forward that he's at, he starts sending it, and some people are actually, you know, learning more about it. But the, um, there are some theories as to what makes Einstein great based on their study of his brain. And uh, when people found out about this guy, they, uh, they started camping outside on his lawn because he he's old now and people were saying oh okay you're gonna die i i pledge to become the next keeper of einstein's brain no or some people saying here i'm gonna give you you know x amount of money give me the brain i'll protect it all that kind of stuff so basically he'd promised the son of einstein this won't become a parade or anything and it did and like he, he failed in his promise but not really to his fault basically because you know science wasn't the best at the time um there's still no agreed upon reason why uh, his brain's so great. Um, one of them is that there's a fold in our brain uh, that electricity has to pass around the fold because it can't go over it. Um, and that area of the brain is associated with shapes. And Einstein was very famous for being able to manipulate shapes in his mind that kind of help him solve equations um, and come to conclusions. And the fold in his brain is slightly smaller than everyone else's. So it's possible that the electricity moved faster and therefore he can do it better. But no one knows for sure. Um, but what I'm getting to is uh, this guy lived in the house that our friends now live in. So this, our family friend had uh, the jar of Einstein's brain was, like, or, well, sorry, a jar containing Einstein's brain was kept in this guy's basement um, of where he lived right now. Like, you can go down to the basement and be like, hey, Einstein's brain was here, you know, 60 years ago and come on down and check it out so yeah again there's just there's just some you know and like i love we're, we're not really mentioning superstars these are these are just people that you know these are just people even you're you know he's a singer there's no one like that's not like a widely known band or anything like that these are just people so collect stories we're all stories in the end just make it a good one that's a good quote um, we are going to take a quick break here, speaking of stories, and we're going we're gonna to hear a little bit of music, and uh, we'll be right back. Uh, stay tuned. You're, list, you're tuned to 89.1 The One WOCR. All right, folks, we are back. That was Trifecta, by the way, what you just listened to, if you liked it. Um, so you're back with Wade and Asher listening to 22 Hours of Park City, our first live broadcast. Um, so we are going to, uh, if you're just joining us, we are currently on a, uh, on a first date of sorts. Um, Wade and I have known each other for a long time, uh, but we're, we're letting you get to know us right now. So we, we've got the internet at our fingertips, so we're asking each other some of the questions that come up when we Google first date questions. Um, so let's, uh, let, let's continue with that. I'm going to, I'm going to skip ahead down the list here and uh, paraphrase the question, change this question uh, quick. And I'm going to ask you, Wade, what is the most amazing adventure you've ever been on? Ooh. That's a big one. A big one. I'll give you a chance. All right. Most amazing adventure. Uh, I would probably have to go with... Um, our recent adventure over to uh, California. Uh, Asher, myself, and one other uh, went on a road trip 
all the way from here in Michigan to California. We visited many things along the way. Um, I guess just to name a few, we uh, went white water rafting down the Colorado River. Um, Evermore Park, which is just kind of a fantasy themed theme park where um, you kind of go through, you can get missions and things, and you have to go and complete those and join guilds and whatnot. That was a good time. Um, let's see, what else did we do? It was we, such a large trip. We visited Area 51. We did do that. Completely legally. This is the, We weren't part of the failed raid or anything. We were totally legally, we just drove up to where we were legally allowed and had our fun for 30 seconds and then left. Mm -hmm. So th yeah, those were some of the things we did. For sure, Yosemite National Park, which was absolutely stunning. Yeah, all those things that we just mentioned were just on the trip out there. Yes. And we're skipping over a lot, but yeah. Um, what else did we do in California? There's Disneyland, went to the new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Park. Awesome, dream come true. Um, yeah, what else did we do here? Well, that, well that's uh, that's in California. Right. Um, I mean, we went we went wakeboarding uh, at like like eight a.m. like seven or eight a.m. I have to look at the video timestamps. Um, in the uh, in the Pacific. Right. So we also got to kayak in one of the harbors there in uh, that was, was that L.A. or San, that was that L.A. That was L.A. That was L.A. Yeah. We, Courtesy of a very kind uh, Airbnb host. Yes. Yes. Shout out, she's wonderful. Um, yeah, we uh, yeah that was free of charge. That was because she was so kind, mm -hmm. um, and she knew the people who owned the company. Uh, yeah, we kayaked around the bay, uh, and then I mean on the way back we we obviously visited the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, we passed through Hollywood. We oh man. Um, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Anyone was a fan of Breaking Bad. Um, we definitely visited some film sites there and ate at uh, the restaurant that Los Pollos Hermanos was filmed in. Yeah, yeah. And um, we, we drove through, it was like, what, like 2 a.m.? We finally got to our place in Arizona, um, in Flagstaff, Arizona. We, we pulled up and it was like, freezing we actually in arizona we stayed at a higher altitude than we did in yosemite did we really yeah um at yosemite where we stayed it was uh, we we drove down out of the mountains uh obviously oh, when we were true. in the park itself um but we were camping in yosemite so we were just outside the park um but in arizona we were at a place that was at like eight thousand feet or something like that um yeah, that was that was great. Uh, got caught in the middle of a monsoon rainstorm in Texas. Yep. And the only reason we got caught in that, if you think about it, is that um, I demanded to buy a jean jacket in Texas um, because I, I had been watching a video where someone had a jean jacket, and I realized I didn't have a jean jacket. That the best place to get one was Texas, and I demanded we did it. And you guys were right on board, and you ended up buying. Um, your cowboy hat. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very satisfied with that stuff. Yeah, I needed yeah. a cowboy hat if I was yeah. going to be in Texas. And we decided, you know, because this is the best place to get it, so we decided then to, to stop and eat because we were already there. And then we got caught in the middle of that rainstorm and had to, because you couldn't even see. Oh, no, I, I could not see. Uh, even, like, you know, when you're going through a storm, you look down kind of for, like, the white or yellow line, like, right in the corner. I could not see that. We just had to 
find the yeah. nearest hotel, pull over. And that's why I had emergency funds set aside, is that if we if we needed it, we could we could do that. And we did. We, you know, just called a hotel and booked a hotel, pulled off, and stayed the night there, which was great. Uh, we had further to drive then the next day, but that was fine. Um, and then we were in St. Louis, and that was a wild city. Uh, everyone drag races in St. Louis. Um, but we saw Chuck Berry, the classic rock and roll star. Um, we saw his house. Rock and roll. We saw his house. Yeah, we didn't see yeah. Chuck Berry. I have bad news if you thought we saw Chuck Berry. Um, yeah, we saw his house. We saw where he uh, wrote um, all, I mean, most of his classics, Johnny Be Good, um, all of those he wrote in that house. Uh, and then we drove home that day. Full car laden with souvenirs and everything. And you and I went off to school the next morning. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually already a week late because college classes had started the week prior. But since I have such spectacular teachers, they, they were not, they did not hang me up by my hamstrings because we have wonderful teachers. Yeah, that, that I would say that was, that's a good choice. Um, that's definitely, I, I, I would have to process it a little more before I rank it in my vacations, but it's definitely up at the top. Um, I would say overall my, my years in Germany would have to be my most amazing uh, my greatest adventures just the year in general just being out of the United States um, but here let's narrow it down um, I will say what my favorite adventure was or my wildest adventure in Germany was and you say what was the wildest adventure on the trip oh alright um, I might have to say and he's not listening right now he I should have let him know. Uh, he would have. He would have enjoyed this. Um, I might have to say that one of the right now, just the one that comes to mind. And again, this is like the movie list. I'll remember some later. Um, but probably for now, the wildest adventure that I can remember is the one I had um, with Dominic, the one we went out, the gentleman who was in California, went out to visit. Excuse me. He's um he's from Scotland, and he and I were in Germany. Uh, we worked together and we went to a chocolate festival in a nearby town called Tübingen and um, I knew someone in Tübingen uh, he actually he was, he's friends with my mom and they met when she was at the same place that I lived that I was working at in 1980 which is crazy um, and we went to this chocolate festival it's the middle of winter and we had a grand old time eating chocolate and we didn't actually the only chocolate we bought was Ritter Sport had a tent that let you build your own chocolate, and we paid like five euro um, to go in. And uh, the moment we enter, uh, there's a, it's us and like five six year olds in third class, and we're just sitting there in these way too small chairs. And Dominic wants to leave. I'm saying, no, I paid my five euro. I'm getting the chocolate that I'm making myself. And the woman, you know. I speak fluent German, but I, I didn't know some of the words. And she's asking, you know, where does the... She's like, you know, where are cocoa trees found? You know, because we make chocolate with cocoa. Where are cocoa trees found? And I'm leaning over going, South America. In South America. And some kid goes, South America? And she's like, great. What other continents? And, you know, they're naming them. And she goes, now what part of the tree do cocoa beans grow on? And I go, 
I don't know that. And she points to the trunk of the tree. She goes, it's this one. And I was like, trunk, but what? what what's, what's trunk in German? And so this little six-year-old raised her hand and obviously knows what trunk is. So I'm just sitting in the back with, you know, this high school kid, like 18 years old, just sitting like slumped shoulder. Um, but by the time we were ready to leave this chocolate festival, it was pretty late in the night. And we rode with our train to the next, uh, to a station about an hour away from Tübingen, and our uh, directions told us to take bus, two tw- like, you know, 222, and there is no bus 222. There's certainly not one waiting there for us. We're the only ones at this station, except for some very drunk people who are shouting some things that are, uh, you know, not encouraging. And um, we can't figure out the bus schedule, not because we can't read it, just because it's confusing. And eventually, a bus 222 pulls up, but it parks way down the street and turns off all its lights. And so we, you know, kind of nervously saunter over to this bus, and there's no one in it except for the driver who's texting on his phone and trying to ignore us. We knock on the window, and we're like, hey, are you going to Markdorf? And he just looks at us and just nods his head behind him back towards the bus stop. I'm like... Does that mean wait by the bus stop? Does that mean the bus will... What does that mean? So we give him a little space, and I eventually just tell Dom, you know what? We gotta knock. If he's gonna be mean, he's gonna be mean, but we gotta know. So I start heading over there. I see he has exited the bus, um, and is uh, relieving himself on the side of the road. Uh, Great guy. Um, So we give him some space. He gets back in the bus, turns around, and parks in the bus station. The lights come on, the doors open. We think... Oh, that's great. He just needed a break. That's fine. That's fine. So we start running over the bus. We start walking because he sees us. And Dominic hits me and goes, Asher, look at the doors. And the doors are closing. And he goes, he's pulling away. He's leaving us. This guy starts driving away. We're running after him. And Dominic goes, Asher, look in the mirror. This guy's waving to us in the rearview mirror as he drives away and leaves us abandoned in this city I've never been in before. And we go and look at how to get home, and the terminal tells us, wait three hours, get on a train, going back the way you came, wait four more hours, get on a train, back home. You'll be home by 8 a.m. Keep in mind, it's 11 (laughs) o'clock. So we have to work at 6.30 the next morning. So we call our friend who has a car, and we say, can you come pick us up? We're only half an hour's drive away, and I'm on my way. We hang up. But now we're trapped on a platform, because we went away from the gentlemen that we didn't, that were unsavory gentlemen who were drunk. We go on the other platform, but now we have to get to the street, and we don't want to go past these drunk guys. So the only way to do it, and don't do this, the only way to do it is to run across the train tracks. Which we know is safe, because we know there's no train coming here for five hours. So we run across these train tracks. I almost get caught on a fence, but we won't worry about that. We get to the street. Cops are driving by. And my buddy's going, "Ah, I don't have my ID. It's like, you know, if you're not a citizen, you're supposed to have an ID on you, and they can detain you until they can, you can prove who you are. So he puts up his hood, and he turns around and crosses his arms. He goes, act natural. Like, what are you doing? That is not natural. That's drug dealer 101. He says, no, 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 okay. And then a guy comes up, just big guy, backpack on. He goes, mm, 
you waiting on a, on a taxi? Like, no, we're waiting on a friend, so if we get murdered, we'll be missed. So, you know, the guy goes, man, it's cold. What temperature is it? And I stupidly pull out my phone and I go, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, it's, uh, you know, three degrees. This is Celsius. And he goes, three below? And I went, no, just three. And he goes, what? Let me see that. And he comes up behind me, hands in his pockets, and leans over my shoulder looking at my phone. And I think, we're about to get mugged. Okay. And my friend Dom, you know, he's, oh, God, adrenaline's rushing. And our friend pulls up in the car. And we go, whoa, we got it, we got to go. Goodbye, goodbye. And we hop in this car. And we turn to drive away. And the guy's walking towards the car. And we go, Tillman, just drive, just drive. No, nope. my friend closes a cucumber, rolls down the window. And the guy goes, where are you heading? My friend says, we're heading to in the direction of Mark Dork. Doesn't tell him where we're going. The guy goes, oh, well, I'm going the other way. My friend goes, yeah, sorry, bye. Rolls up the window and just cruises on out. Made it home, not mugged, not knifed, nothing. All thanks to a bus driver. So that, and that all happened within like an hour. So it only took an hour to almost get beat up by drunk people and, you know, run across train tracks, almost get mugged by some homeless guy, arrested by the police, all of this in the span of an hour. That would have to be one of the wildest adventures from my time in Germany. Um, shout out to Dominic Spaldinger, who almost got us arrested. Alrighty, so I guess, hmm, my most exciting adventure, um, while we were in California, we did a lot of things, uh, we just kind of listed off all the kind of more touristy planned things that we, we did there, but I think, uh, some of the most fun times there were the things that we didn't plan for, that happened randomly, um, that none of us could have seen coming. Oh yeah, those are the best. Um, I think one of my more favorite ones, it was not my favorite at the time, but, um, after I mentioned, uh, Evermore Park in Utah, <laughs> Asher already knows what story this is, um, so I was driving back home, it was, it was at, it was after 10 o'clock was when the park closed, so it was late at night, and, uh, one of our, uh, our third compatriot in this, um, his name is Connor, by the way, shout out to Connor. Uh, Connor was um, like, hey guys, you guys ate there. I didn't because the food was pretty expensive. Is it okay if we pull over to like a Wendy's or something? So Asher's like, yeah, sure, of course. So we were all fine with it. So, um, you know, we threw in the GPS, closest Wendy's, and we start driving there with Asher directing me. So we're driving along, and eventually um, Asher's like, okay, turn right here. I take a right, and he's like, oh, shoot, never mind, sorry, uh, just... Papa Yui and we'll go back that way. And I was like, okay. I'm kind of driving down this like dark street and I'm looking side to side and there's all these driveways, but they're all like gated off. So I'm just looking for a spot to do like a simple three point turn. All right. This, this is where we differ because Connor and I just wanted <clears throat> to do a U turn right in the middle of the street because it's 11 p.m. No one's on the street. No one cares. Wade is a, is a good boy and wanted to do a three point turn. But honestly, you just need a few. It, Feet off the road so it didn't matter that they were gated but because of this we had a great adventure so sorry go on all right so i'm looking left and right gated uh driveway after gate driveway and that's when i finally find one that isn't you know they're like kind of 
bickering at me, just being like, just turn around, just turn around. So eventually I pull in here, we're all kind of arguing. Uh, as I turn, the headlights of the car sweep over to reveal uh, this guy's kind of driveway. And just in the back, like in the tree line, there's just, I wish you could see it, but... Uh, For those of you listening live right now, I am posting a photo to Twitter. Uh, and if you're listening on the recording, you can go onto Twitter and see a photo of what we are describing right now. There's this figure, um, kind of, here, if you have the picture up, I can describe it a little bit better. Just humanoid figure, um, he kind of looks bald, he's got like greenish like skin, and this thing looked real, alright? Um, it, it wasn't like just like, and remember too, this is, what was this, August? Yes, this is August. Nowhere near Halloween, all right? No one's got decorations up, but someone's just got this, like, dummy of this zombie-looking figure sitting in his front yard for whatever reason. So we pull in. Also, this was interesting, too. Um, its eyes actually, like, reflected with the light as well, which is what made it real for me. That was, like, one of the main things I noticed. So we all start immediately freaking out as soon as we see this. Uh... I quickly put it into reverse. We pull out of there. We start hightailing it out of there. Uh, they're just like, okay, just pull into this parking lot. Pull into this parking lot. So I pull into this parking lot. Empty parking lot, except for two cars that are parked like face-to-face. -face, and there's just two men standing outside of them talking. And so immediately I hear from the backseat, Connor yell, It's a drug deal! Go, go, go! So I pull out of that parking lot then. And we're able to get over to Wendy's. I'm like, uh, just laughing and still in we're, shock. We're yelling at this point. I am at least of you know, because uh, I, for the most part, was pretty convinced that this. It looked to me as if someone had um, hung themselves from a tree, and I thought for you know, I was not totally unsure that this was uh, a suicide that we had stumbled across. Um, because for his convincing moment was the eyes, mine was the skin, that this was gray-green skin that looked like a dead body. So um, we are sitting in Wendy's discussing what to do next. Oh, no, we didn't. Remember, we didn't sit down in Wendy's. No, 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 no I, we're sitting in the drive-thru. Oh, yeah, right, we're right, in the right. drive-thru is what I mean. So, yeah, we're kind of discussing. I thought, I, I, I mean, like, after the fact, I was like, okay, I know it wasn't like a real thing. I'm pretty sure it was just a dummy. Uh, Asher was pretty adamant about checking it out because he thought it was like a real I, dead body. I, That's how was, real this thing yeah, looked. Yeah, something though. was, it was bothering me that it looked, that it looked so similar that I wasn't 100% convinced one way or the other. So anyways, we're all kind of hysterical. I don't feel like I can talk to someone at the drive-thru, so I pull forward so that way I can just roll down Connor's back window and he can just order himself some Wendy's. Um, so I roll down the window, uh, Connor, of course, he's like right away, he's like, hey, how are you doing? Like starts talking to the dude and they're like, yeah, I'm doing all right. And so he orders uh, whatever he got from there. And then um, to finish off his order, there's one item on the menu. It's uh, like Dave's famous lemonade. Yeah, so it's Dave's lemonades. Of course, Connor's like, hey, and uh, would Dave mind if I had one of his famous lemonades? And the guy at the drive-thru goes, the guy, go the guy goes, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. And the guy in the drive-thru hears from the front seat, Just order! <laughs> then, no, wait, because he said, um, Connor had, uh, 
Because uh, this is me, yeah, this no, is me, he this asked if Dave would mind. He he said if Dave would mind, and uh, the guy says yes, and he because he gets the joke, he goes, huh, yes, and Connor goes, he would mind, and that's when I scream for him to just order, and the guy in the drive-through got the idea that this <laughs> that we're not along with this joke. This is the type of person our friend is that we're driving this whole way. Is he's just bantering with the guy. He was, by the way, in no way disturbed by this body. He was cool as a cucumber, and it was kind of terrifying, honestly. He wanted to go back and look at it. And yeah, we Asher all... wanted to investigate because he wanted to make sure it wasn't we weren't leaving a dead body. Yeah. And as for me, I was just kind of curious. Um, so We're curious cats. What can we say? We go back. We find that road that we wrong turned down. Uh, we go. We find the driveway. We pull back in. Of course, the headlights do the same thing as last time where they reveal this thing and we just I just put it in park and we just sit there and stare at it as it's glaring back at us um, that's when we actually took the picture that uh, Asher uh, put on his Twitter and so like even the first time we saw it we were just rushing to get out of there um, that was also another reason we went back is because we did want a picture of it so long as it wasn't a dead body yeah if, if you're not following us by the way you can follow us on 22 hours to park city at hours city H-O-U-R-S city. Um, I highly encourage you to go on and look at that thing because yeah, it's frightening. Th- this is, this is, I mean, this is, uh, we, yeah, we eventually did take these pictures. We took the pictures on the way back and it was very clear that this was not someone, you know, looking at the photo, you can see that it's not someone who's actually dead or hanging or anything like that. But in the um, few seconds of adrenaline-packed uh, time that we had looking at this thing, we were, you know, this was the surprise. We just wanted food. <laughs> this was, we were not prepared for this. So, yeah, you, you can see how we would be taken aback by it. I still have no idea why that thing is in that guy's yard. I don't know, man. Like, is it just for that? Like, do people just happen to turn around in that man's driveway a it's lot? It's a human. It was the first non-gated driveway, so he may need it for protection. It was a human scarecrow. And when we pulled in, we were joking. We were saying, oh, the first non-gated driveway, someone's going to be coming out here with a shotgun. But nope. He, look how look how effective it was at deterring any form of... Then again, you get more nosy Nancys who turn around and come and chill in your driveway for, you know, 20 minutes taking photos. But, yeah, that was... That's a good one. That, that, that's a really good choice, I would say. For sure. Um, there are, you, you will hear more of these stories as, as we go along. Um, but for now, uh, I'm going to hand the phone back to Wade. Alrighty. Let's see here. What question should we ask next? Okay. Let's see here. This will be an interesting one. Among your friends, what are you best known for? It's <laughs> a good question. Among my friends, what am I best known for? Hmm. There's a lot of things. But... Hmm. That's a good question. Because I could make a list, but what am I best known for? I would say, in general, just generally my personality. But more specifically, I think it might be 
my friends would lovingly put it as my stupidity. I would refer it to it as my intellect. <laughs> For example, um, I know there's one friend in Ann Arbor right now who, if he was listening, would probably be yelling your stupid jokes at the, at the radio, uh, and he's the one who's known me the longest. Um, I am a man who enjoys a good pun once in a while, um, or constantly. Uh, so I would, I would probably say, I'd probably say it would be that. It would probably be that, um, that kind of zany, basically my personality can be encapsulated in, uh, finger guns after a, after a really stupid wordplay, um. Wade's nodding right now. Uh, do, do you agree with that? Is there anything you would say that I'm known for more? Um, no, I think I'd approve of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's certainly my die-hard originalist take on Star Trek that I get very upset with inaccuracies within Star Trek universe reboots because how else does it work? That's something else. Um, yeah, uh, so I would say it would be that, my like, kind of the zany, humory personality of Asher. What about you? Ooh. Um, let's see here. What am I best known for? Um, hmm, that is a hard one. I, I think I'd have to go with probably, I hate to kind of steal yours, but I'm going to yeah. go with probably my personality as well. Um, but where ours differs, that um, my, I think my friends would describe me more as uh, my personality is like a mix between a, a 47-year-old dad and a 7-year-old child. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think that's one of the reasons we get along so well, as I, I'm very similar in that respect, except yours is a different kind of 47-year-old dad. Right. I'm just the stereotypical boomer for the most part. Yeah. The backyard grill kind of dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes the fresh smell of mulch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's so good. This is... Wade, Wade and I... Uh, there was a reason we have similar response to it. You know, there there was a couple days ago... Um, oh, I was driving over to Grand Rapids to record this podcast, and Wade opened up the door and had a, had a suit jacket and a dress shirt and jeans on, and I got out of the car, and I had a dress shirt and bow tie and sweater vest on, and uh, the first thing I said was... Why are you all dressed up? He goes, why are you all dressed up? I said, just because. He goes, yeah, just because. So the, that's our personalities. We, we take pride in, in the way we look. Um, if you could see us right now, you would, you would also, you would also uh, agree with that. We both have flat caps right now. I'm not wearing mine just because I don't like the headphones with it, but Wade's found a way around that. Yep. Um, yeah, I think, I think I would agree with that as well. I really agree with that. Mm-hmm, for sure. Ooh, either that or my hats, speaking of hats. True. I have a lot of hats. Uh, one um, theater show I did, I believe it was The Little Mermaid, I kind of made it my goal to wear a different hat to every rehearsal. That was a, that was a good time. That's, a, that's an interesting... It was fun to do. Where, where you have different hats, I have different coats. That's my thing. I only have, like, two or three hats, but I have a variety of different coats and jackets. That I have accumulated over a long career of buying coats and jackets. <laughs> okay, we are going to take a quick break right now. Um, we're going to leave you leave you with the um, 
the speaking of our personality, uh, because we have control over the music, you're going to have to suffer through our music. Um, we're going to leave you. Uh, well, we mentioned um, we mentioned Johnny Cash, so why don't we leave you with uh, the Highwayman by the Highwaymen? Uh, you're listening to eighty nine one the one W O C R. Uh, stay tuned. All right, folks, we are back. You are listening to 22 Hours to Park City uh, with Wade and Asher. We're your hosts. Um, we just gave you a quick snippet of um, The Highwayman by The Highwaymen there. That is, uh, Wade mentioned before um, that he met someone who met uh, Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson. Um, that's something else that we share is our, uh, our taste for music. Um, both have... Quite a bit of a range there. I know I have everything from you know Eminem to uh, to Beethoven on my be- on my uh, my little uh, my little grid there. Um, so uh, where was I going with this? Oh yes, our next question. Of course. Ooh. Oh. If you could go back in time oh. as an observer, and you could not, you, you, you can't interact with anything, you can't change anything, you can only observe, what historical event would you observe? Oh, man. That is a tough one. Hmm. Just observing. Okay, hold on. Question. So, w- with the observing, is it just to watch, or would I be like just a person in the crowd then, basically, just blending in but not doing anything? No, just 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 to watch. So we'll say you're encapsulated in a. Um, we'll say it's an Einstein Rosenberg bridge. <laughs> uh, you go back in time and you're contained in some little bubble. Okay. In which you cannot be affected by anything, can't be hurt by anything. You're just there to observe. Oh, man. Okay, okay, hold on. This is tough. Ooh. Maybe with more thinking, I'd choose something else. Mm-hmm. But I think it'd be really cool to see the uh, shootout at the OK Corral. Ooh, that's a good one. We tried to go through there. We tried to go through Tombstone on our uh, road trip, but it was way out of the way, which would have been great. Right. We did. We did. We did go to the the town where um where Doc Holliday died. Yep. Yeah. Where he ran off to and uh, eventually died from what was it? Consumption. Tuberculosis. Right. Uh, it'll get you. That's a good one. I like that one. Um, I'm split, man. Let's hear the two options. I got three. Oh, man. Here, here are my three options, um, and I'm going to decide on them as I discuss. Either A, um, the moment in which, uh, the moment where the Little Rock Nine uh, stepped into Little Rock High School. Where, okay. Uh, desegregation of American schools was, you know, the first step towards that. Where it, it was illegal and these people actually entered. Um, either that, and this is, this one is not, you know, pleasant. None of them are really pleasant now that I think about it. Um, 
there are probably a lot more peaceful ones that I could choose, but honestly, most most radical events are very very dramatic and violent. Those are the biggest ones. Um, either so, either Little Rock Nine, um, Omaha Beach on D Day. Uh, the, That'd be hard to watch. That would be very hard to watch. Um, but to see the the tide turn in the war and uh, the Allies gain a foothold, I mean, that would be amazing. Um, but again, I don't know. Uh, the only reason I wouldn't choose that one is because I don't think I can I could stomach that. Um, or, and this is an interesting one the day the, the asteroid impacted and killed the dinosaurs. Hmm. So I would, I would say, I would have to say, of all three that I just listed, I might have to go with the dinosaurs. I kind of thought you were going to say that. I mean, they're, because uh, they're all, they're all so important, but, see that could you imagine punching that into a machine and it just goes like error this never happened and it would challenge everything i knew <laughs> i was just kind of thinking that like what if you actually tried to do that and that's not actually what happened yeah it, I, i'd punch it in it goes like autocorrect like did you mean when god flooded earth and noah saved all the end i'd be like what <laughs> this, this isn't what i thought <laughs> wow yeah I would have to go with that. Hmm, interesting. All right, I'm going to pass the questions on to you. All right, your awesome. Turn. Your list. Oh, okay. That one, that's the first one I read, but it's too interesting to pass up. Go ahead. What's been the most significant plot twist in your own life? Ooh, boy. Um, what's been the most significant plot twist in my own life? That's a good one. It is a good one. I gotta start thinking of mine. You know what? It would... might have to be when I decided God didn't exist. Wow. Because then, you know, because imagine whether you're atheist and always have been atheist or, you know, believe in a God and always have. Imagine believing to a certain point that, you know, everything you, you do is divined by a supreme being and he's watching over you and taking care of you and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, going... No. I write my own history. Like, like you, you take your own destiny into your hands, essentially. And yeah, that it would probably have to be that. Hmm. Interesting. Which that happened sometime in middle school. Wow. Yeah, I, I, was, I was... Yeah, probably like fifth or sixth grade. Plot twist. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> That's a plot twist right there. What about you? Okay, let's see here. So I'm I'm gonna be I'm thinking it's probably um 
probably like join theater and everything, and you have a pretty big role to play in all this, because, uh... No, no, I was just going... <laughs> okay. Because, uh, uh, basically, throughout my life, um, I, I'm always, like, an introvert at heart. Um, like, going through middle school and everything, like, uh, I mean, I was smart and confident in answers and whatnot, but, like, if I raised my hand and a teacher called on me, like, by the time I was done answering the question, my face would just be red and um like even just like dropping a pencil in the middle of class like i'd feel like i'd like sit there for like a couple of seconds and be like okay i don't think i don't think anyone's watching me so i'm just gonna okay we're gonna pick it up all right we're gonna count to three okay one two three okay okay you know what we're gonna do it this time when i count three like it, it was it was seriously that like that's actually a conversation that i've had with myself in my own head like that's how introverted i was um when I went to high school, though, um, joined the cross-country team, got along with those guys great, started definitely coming out of my shell, talking a bit more, and then I met this son of a gun that's sitting across from me, um, and we decided, what was that, that was my, that was my junior year, your senior year, Yeah. Um, so that was the year of the uh, 2016 elections, Halloween was coming up, um, and we decided we wanted to go as politicians, but then we were like, let's do that on election day, and then what we'll actually do is go as sports announcer. So just wear like suits and like headset and whatnot. So we do that. Uh, we go to like one of our first our first class that we had together, which was physics, um, and because it was Halloween, our, our uh, physics teacher at the time, great dude, he did a little uh, just kind of science experiment thing where he made some like fog come out of a bottle. Um, and at that point, he, like, turned to us and was just like, all right, guys, can you give me the rundown, like, the play-by-play on that one? So, of course, um, this teacher had us put our phones in, like, a little cupboard, and Asher just raised his hand and goes, can I get my phone for a second? And it's like, sure. Asher runs around, grabs his phone, comes back, sits down, taps on it, and starts playing, like, the ESPN. Or, like, the, it's like it's the Fox. That one. So we get into it. Um, I'm pretty darn sure my face was beat red the whole entire time I was talking. Was all of our classmates were watching us. But it worked so well because I would go, "We're here in the you know physics 101 first hour with Mr. Joel Ritter. Joel here, uh, great season so far. Except I gotta say, Wade, he's you know, and I would go on and saying like, you know, pretty dangerous asking the student to hold a bottle that has dry ice in it. I mean, that's a that's a freshman student. She get injured there, and I would go, "What do you think, Wade?" And it would be like it would be a beat, and we would go, "Yep." <laughs> that would and it worked out so well <laughs> because so you know yeah we started that that hour yeah right so we did that um uh eventually uh after winning a costume contest due in part to us being able to uh role play those two parts um election day came well hang on sorry we can't skip this in that this, this, i had a test that day and they, 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 we knew that this costume contest was going to happen. We and I, and I was like, oh darn, I can't enter because I have this test. Um, and so I'm taking this test in government, which you know, work hard, kids, because I was a hard worker, and I, I mean, I just love this class. I was a hard worker, and I'm taking this test, and um, and they said, you know, they came over the announcements like, doo, 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 doo. like, okay, all students are going to well, the costume contest with their prize and whatever, and come down to the you know four corners of. Four Corners was a place in our school, and 
I was, you know, sitting there going, oh, man, I wish. So, and everyone goes, Asher, go, go. I said, I can't. I can't because, you know, I'm taking the test. And our teacher, like, silence. And that's when I hear, ting, 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 ting. And I look up, and Wade's tapping on the glass of the door going, like, beckoning towards me. And I looked at the teacher, and I went, I mean, I'm almost done. Do you mind if she goes, just, just go. So I left this class in the middle of a test, went down, and we, and there was someone else that year who was dressed as um, Coach Harbaugh from U of M? Yep. Yeah. And, um, and there was a group of other people who were dressed as uh, ER doctors from some show. And um, the costume contest people asked us to, to role play, to decide between the two groups. Uh, so we naturally just linked up with, um, what's his name? Harbaugh or whatever it is. Jim Harbaugh. Har- Harbaugh, okay. Um, we naturally just linked up with him. We're like, hey, we're going we're gonna to be in this together. And uh, the ER people had to pretend like they were operating on someone who was in going into some shock or coma and we had to narrate it and we were yeah, you know given the, the sports notes or rundown yeah. of what was happening for the radio <laughs> yes. listeners at the time yeah yeah we were doing the whole you know oh, yeah, that, that that's a rookie mistake right there he really could have and like, wave what do you think do... about that scalpel work yeah <laughs> and then the other kid would step and he'd be like well you know we, uh, we trade for this all season right and so and we we wound up winning um i went back and finished my test and yeah uh, so that that was yeah that was our uh, that was our Halloween gag. But then you were saying we went on right. So uh, election uh, election day comes up, and so uh, we both dressed up in suits. We uh, had our red and blue ties and our American flag lapel pins ready. Uh, we went in the school that day wearing the suits the whole time, and then eventually uh, seminar time came, and we used. Um, our psychology passes because we were in psych club and um, went down to the orchestra room, borrowed some music stands to use as podiums, and we went classroom to classroom, knock on the doors, like, oh, hey, Mr. or Mrs., whoever, is it okay if we have a quick debate in here? It'll just be like 10, 15 minutes. And like, yeah, sure, that's fine. So we just go to random classrooms, set up these uh, stands, and be like, all right, guys, we're going to have an open debate here to see who's elected as president. Uh, we have uh, Senator Wertheimer and Governor Foster here, and uh, so we're taking any questions that you guys want to ask us about the country, about the school, just anything, go. And and to be clear, we weren't we're, we weren't saying, oh, I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat. Uh, whenever anyone asked us what party we were, we would you know, we would come up with some you know weird party. And we also had, I'm pretty sure this was for the first debate too. We had two of our friends. One of them had like his. Um, one of them. No, it wasn't the first. Was that, that was like that was the second, second or one. third. As you can see, it's kind of caught on. Yeah. Um, but but we, we, we would do we did this, and we actually we decided to do it during lunch too. Oh yeah, eventually it did happen. So we, we that did, was a big crowd. We and that we, was terrifying for me at the time. And this was this is again this is still this was the first debate that we did this. We, yeah, we, we that did was the first, the first day. And so we we once we had done you know the seminar thing, we had our um, we had lunch directly after seminar. Wade and I, and so we went down. And we went through the lunch line holding these podiums. And we ate our lunch really quickly. And we got up and we started talking. And, you know, the people closest to us turned and started, you know, listening, paying attention, telling other people to shush, and blah, blah, blah. And we were, you know, we were saying all this stuff. And eventually there was a moment where literally the entire, the entire lunchroom got dead quiet. You could have heard a gnat fart. And it, <laughs> no one but us were talking. And everyone was looking at us, and which you know, 
because I, I never really knew that you were the most the introvert person. I only saw the full Rainbow Wade. So, like, looking back on it, it must have been terrifying. Oh, it was, it was, it was scary. Um, yeah. We, and we had, we had a lot of, you know, we, we were spoofing, like, uh, one of us was pushing the, um, pushing the, the, the plan of a wall. Um, but instead of a wall, it would be a picket fence, and it would be on the Canadian border. And the idea was you didn't have to build a massive wall to keep can Canadians out because they would just see a white picket fence and their natural nice instincts would take over and they would, you know, naturally avoid the property and be very respectful. See, I was advocating for putting signs along the border that just said, please do not cross. Yeah. I think that would have been a lot cheaper. Yeah, so we, uh, we're, not gonna get this, we're not going to get into the semantics of how your plan would fail. But we, so we, we, got, we got into this, you know, we had ideas of, how to har- harvest uh, or harness zombie power to wage wars and fuel the economy and all this kind of stuff. Right. Also, and they they raised the uh, prices in the vending machine for yeah yeah that was a big hot button topic yeah, and we were, we were both we were both on the same we were on the same page in that we're like well we both agree we're bringing soda back you should have the right to so um, the interesting part of our debate at the lunch and, and lunch was that once the people way in the back who couldn't hear us as well because we're this was before you did theater, we, you know... Yeah, I didn't know how to project quite yet. Um, even though, you know, and, and I, I had, so they could hear me a little bit, but eventually, you know, it just, it just fades in the back. The back people lost interest, and they started talking again. And our principal at the time walked up, cut us off, turned to the back of the lunchroom, and yelled, Hey, we're trying to listen to some people talk here, so if you don't want to listen, that's fine. Just keep it down. And... I've- we did not. We didn't ask anyone permission to do no. this. We just kind of did it. Yeah, we just stood up, and so that was the green light for us, and we started going out of control. And I think, I think I can safely say that one of the moments you got, you know, probably a big boost was um, this was around uh, this was around the time that um, the the Harambe thing oh, had yes. happened, and. Um, and I was I was pulling really well. All right, we'll just say that. Uh, I actually think this was our you know third. This was the last debate we did. Um, I was pulling really well. Uh, every time I w- they would announce me, because we had some people announce us at one point. Though a lot, of, we would get a lot of cheers. We got we got some good you know some good people. But uh, <laughs> I I was pulling really well with a lot of cheers. Um, but someone posed the question of what would we do for justice for Harambe, and um, I. The first thing out of my mouth, and I, I, I knew that this would fail, so I don't know why I said it. Probably just throw some chaos in the campaign. I said, well, I think they were justified. <laughs> and I, I said, that gorilla, I mean, something needed to happen, which does not reflect my actual view. But I, I, I came out for the, the zoo and I got booed. Yeah, I got hissed and booed. And Wade just holds up his hands and goes... We're gonna get some justice for that gorilla, and the whole room screamed. And he just holds his hands up, and it's like, <laughs> and so you know, you have all those people just screaming for you, I and mean, it goes to your head. It really does. I'm starting to understand politics more right? just after yeah. reviewing that scenario. Yeah. So the the long and skinny of it is after that, I I convinced you to try out for Les Mis. Yes. And um. And you didn't want to, and you were upset because you thought you were told you were going to have to sing. You practically dragged me to that audition yeah. room. Yeah, and I, but I told you, I, and I remember this, my, um, I told you, because you said, I, I can't sing. 
I'm not a good singer. And I said, I can't either. They'll just stick you in the back with the ensemble, and together we do a good job. No one's going to hear you. And then guess what happens? First, the first opening scene, I had my own, like, solo. I, I mean, it wasn't a long part, and it was back and forth with someone else, but I had my own solo part. My only singing experience was seventh grade choir at the time, and I guess that still is my only singing experience. I guess I'll like this. Yeah, yeah. And, and, he, and, he had a, and I, I was gone on some some vacation or something like that. Um, and when I came back, he, they were, you know, we're sitting with our pages, and Wade goes, by the way, I have a solo. I went, what? That was the thing that I said you wouldn't have to have. And he sings it, and he nails it. Like, this is like, you know, audition or rehearsal five. And But the funny thing is, when we were, you know, getting ready to rehearse, uh, we're sitting in class, and I'm, I'm, you know, singing the song that they gave us, you know, to audition, you know, like, under my breath because I'm not good. And then I, you know, I put the paper down, and I start singing some other song from Les Mis, and Wade goes, you know, do we have to sing multiple songs? And I said, no, I this is just another song of the show. And he said, you know multiple songs from the show? And I went, dude, every theater kid knows Les Mis songs. And from across the room, same kid who dressed up as uh, Jim Hardbaugh, um, Jack Marucci, shout out to Jack at U of M. Uh, I went, hey, Jack, Jack, how many, how many songs from Les Mis do you know? And he goes, all of them. <laughs> yeah, see, he, he just, you just know if you're a theater kid, it's one of those shows. Um, so that that intimidated you a little bit too, but that 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 set you on the path of theater, and now look at you. You're, you're have literally been in shows with professional Shakespearean actors. Yep. Right over at Grand Valley. Yeah, yeah. So don't plug another college on my show. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. So um, this was this was this was this was your your. Um, this was the plot twist of your, of your life, if you're saying. Yeah, um, that definitely, I mean, I didn't really see it coming, and that definitely changed. I mean, if I didn't start doing, like, theater and all that, I, I probably wouldn't be on the air right now. So, yeah, no, for sure, that, that definitely changed me. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a quick moment to uh, toss it over to some PSAs, and uh, we will be right back. Uh, stay tuned, folks. You're listening to 89.1 The One, 22 Hours to Park City with... Wade and Asher. Did, you, did, did I ever tell you about the time I was listening to the radio just in the car? It's like playing music. I'm like kind of jamming, you know? And then like the re- music just kind of fades away. I just sit there. It's just like 20 seconds or so of silence. I'm just like, what the heck is going on? And eventually I just hear the radio host. He just comes out. He just goes, mm, sorry, I was eating a dog nut. <laughs> 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 I was like, God dang it! That's good. I just lost it. That's great. <laughs> um, Wade just shared a little anecdote with me uh, off the air. It's it's a that's a funny one. Um, so uh, we're welcome back. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is um, 22 hours to Park City on uh, 891 the One WOCR, that College Radio Station. Uh, I'm Asher. I'm Wade. And we are uh, we're on a first date right now between you, the audience, and us, um, the hosts. Uh, if you've listened to any of our um, podcasts, you know that we are we're all about uh, discussing different things that may be controversial, may not be, and uh, that we will sometimes differ on, but we'll always be able to have a sort of a civil conversation about. 
Um, so right now, we're, uh, we, th we think it's important for you to know who we are in order to take anything we say with any semblance of, you know, seriousness. So we're, we're being silly. Um, I'm going to uh, find here the next question that I'm going to ask Wade. Um, the, the website that I'm getting these from, by the way, specifies that assumes that you're the man and you're talking to a woman, so they all say her and she, and that's throwing me off, um, which is, you know, not nice. Um, so here, here's my question. I'm not going to ask you the one what you did last summer, because I know what you did last summer, because I was with you. My question is this. What... You know what? I'm going to throw out the question that I had in my mind before this. How do you think you're going to die? Ooh. And this can be, you know, this can be a, can give me a serious answer. They can give me an answer of... This is how I think I'm, wanna, uh, how I think I'm going to die or how I want to die? Let's do both. Let's do both? Let, let's oh, do, let, let's, okay. let's do, yeah. Ooh, okay. This is, hmm. Some heavy stuff. How do I think I'm going to die? I guess how I think I'm going to die? Probably like heart attack. I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch my cholesterol. I... <laughs> Jeez, that's that, actually... Maybe, I mean... That's darker than I thought it was going to be. What did you think it was going to be? I, I, mean... I thought, you know... That... The way that, you know, go peacefully in my sleep, old age, stuff like that. I didn't think heart attack was going to be the cause. Oh, I mean, well, when people die peacefully in their sleep, doesn't, I mean, there's got to be something that happens. Yeah, right? no, it's, it's not always heart attack, but sometimes you just kind of go. I guess that's fair. I mean, old age is usually like, you know, you die of old age, you usually die of a sickness or something, but that's true. it's, um, you know, some people just kind of just fade in their sleep. I don't know. That's an interesting one. Maybe heart attack. I don't know. It's that's too many. You also don't my, watch like, your statistics. Mind is going absolutely crazy right now. You're that's also... true. I also have a very good metabolism right now. Once that starts, yeah, you don't watch your cholesterol because you're I might twenty. Be like, Darn, yeah. I should start eating Cheerios and so Lucky Charms or something. Raisin Bran Crunch is my favorite cereal. And I just needed you to know that just then. Okay, and thank that, you. That's not me plugging, you know, that not getting paid. You know, you don't have to buy that over anything else. I'm Who's just saying. Who's that guy writing a check right now? No, that, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm just saying that is my favorite. So I have a box stashed away because my brother ate, like, the majority of my box. Anyway, uh, how do you want to die? How do I want to die? Oh, that's a tough one because part of me does want that peaceful, like, die in your sleep. Thing, but on the other hand, it would be kind of fun to die in some way that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. Um, the only problem is, is that usually if you die in an exciting way, it's probably not the best way to pass. Dramatic, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I'd say probably passing away in my sleep, but I guess if we had to go the fun route... Wow, this is dark humor. Yeah, um, that's fine. Yeah. Oh man, there's so many interesting ways to die. Um, you know what? Actually, hold up. Let's take the let's take the not dark humor route. Let's go with um. 
uh, like uh, doing something heroic, you know, just going out. Like the last thing I remember doing in my lifetime is going out and um, like giving my life and saving a person, you know? Okay. I feel like that would be like, you know, pushing someone off the train tracks and just being, yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right, yeah, you save a life. You give your life to save a life. I can see that. I don't know. I'd just be like, I don't know. That'd be an interesting way to die. Like, what would be like your last, like, feeling there, do you think? Like, I feel like that's something that I would Probably while this whistle, this train whistles loud. <laughs> Uh, I mean, hope that's not no, yeah. If I do that, but okay, that's an that's that's yeah. a noble thing to to die saving someone else. So how about yourself? How would how would you want to die? How do you think you're gonna die? I, I, you know the, I would like to pass away. You know, surrounded by loved ones and peacefully, and all that. Um, and I think that there's a good chance of that happening. So I would say I think I'm going to die, you know, in a bed. I think I'll die in a bed. And I would like, excuse me, um, I'd like to die in a bed with people that I love close by. Uh, I think that's probably what's going to happen because I'll, I'm a very overthinker and nervous person. So if I have any semblance of getting near the time of death, I'll probably be like, get, get everyone. <laughs> Gather them up. We're all having a, a sleep together till grep, you know, pop, pop passes. Um, you know, have See, a... yeah, I'd just be like, I'll probably pass. I'll just try and sleep it off or something. <laughs> Wade? That's where we differ, I think. That's one of our bigger differences. Wait. Wade? Oh, 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 oh. Um, I, um, I would like to die... I know it's hard, isn't it? It's difficult. If, if I'm gonna be, if I'm gonna be honest, are you supposed to say? Um, no. If I'm gonna be honest, you know, because that is noble. You know, I'd like you know to give your life to have some meaning to your death. But if I'm gonna be honest, I think. Hmm. This is this is this is a tough one. It is a tough one. Take, take your time. And I've and, I, and I've even put some thought into this before. Um, but I would say it, it would be an interesting. It would be interesting to go, in a way that, is planned. So like, you know, I I, I would like to know. Because here's the interesting question. Would you rather know... And I've asked you this before. Would you rather know how you die or when you die? Because mm. I would um, rather know when I die. And this is assuming there's nothing we can do to yes, change Yes, nothing you can do well. to change it. Um, because if, if I say new, you're going to die in a car crash, I would have a panic attack every time I got in the car. But if I was told, you're going to die in, you know, you're going to die 30 years from now, then I would say, okay, then I'm good up until then. And I, I can enjoy it. So if I knew I was, you know, if I knew that I was nearing the end or anything like that, and then I would say, all right, here's the day. And I'd probably welch and push it back, but that you eventually, I eventually would say, okay, here's the day. Um, I'm going to have a good day. It's going to be my last. I'm going to, you know, 
go out like that. And I would, uh, I would have a great day up until then, I'd do all the stuff that I, you know, haven't done yet that you can reasonably do in that day. And then 11.59, I'd, uh, at 11.59, because I wouldn't want to be scared. I obviously wouldn't want to be scared. I just, I just had a really dark thought that I'm not going to share. Um, I don't, I would probably say, here's how I'd do it. Um, I'm sorry if this is, I wasn't expecting this honestly when I asked it. Um, I, I would have a, I would have that day, you know, to me and my family and do things with my family. And when I say, you know, do things I haven't done before, I'm not talking, like, hard drugs. I, I would probably spend the day, you know, not even things I haven't done before, I would probably spend the day, you know, first I'd say, like, okay, let's all watch a movie together as a family. Because that's one thing that I love. You know, let's, let's, let's just sit down, just, you know, have dinner with your family, have some movie with family. I would um, sit wherever I live or if, if the view's not so good, I would come back to my house right now, that I live in right now, my childhood home, and I would stay up late enough to watch the sunrise, and I would just, you know, find some way to get a bunch of morphine, and I would do that, and that's a way to, you know, just watch the sunrise fade into sleep and roll credits on Asher, and that'd be the way, because my life is, I view my life as a film, and that you know, a fade to black is a, is a great way to end. You know, but if we're being honest, my last words are probably going to be, "I can outrun that lion." Don't worry, <laughs> something like that. So yeah, that, that's what I would want to be. You know, something something peaceful like that. You know, to 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 have it planned and know that it's probably not going to work out that way because you know, but nice little thought. Okay, that's interesting. I feel like I wouldn't want to know when I died. I feel like I'd, I'd rather just know how that I was given that question. I mean, I think I wouldn't want either. Yeah, really. If I had a choice to opt out. Yeah, I would totally opt out. But I feel like um, if I asked, like, how, then, you know, because like you said, like, if it was, like, from a car crash, so if it was an accident, obviously I'd be a little paranoid, but, I mean, most likely it will be some kind of, like, probably health problem. Um, so I'd probably just kind of be like, okay, that can, like, I might have, like, an age range, but I'd still, like, it wouldn't be something that I'd worry about it that much, especially if I can't change, um, the worst, how or when. The worst so. is, you know, I imagine it like a little ticker, like, from the, um, from the, uh, the Twilight Zone episode with William Shatner, where he has a little fortune teller machine that actually tells fortunes, it comes down a little, just, just a little, little stub, and it just goes, like, you know, okay. Tell me how I'll die. You know, at least if it's not a medical thing, I can kind of like have an age range. Brain aneurysm. Wow, it can happen any time, regardless of age. I would be terrified. Um, but eventually, you come to come to terms with it. Um, all right, it's your turn. Why don't you find one that's not as uh, dark? Okay. Sorry for that. All right. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Okay, um, let's go with the best and worst flavored ice cream. Ooh.
this one's not as serious of a topic as our last question, but I think you still have to think about it. Equally as hard. Right. How do you want to end your existence? Or how would you want your existence to end in? What's your least favorite ice cream and most favorite? Least favorite thing you have to think about. I would say, and I, I probably, I don't think I've had this. I would say anything that's like birthday cake flavored. Like, you know how I mentioned. Wait, for best or worst? For worst. Really? I don't like anything that's birthday cake flavored. You might hate my favorite. That's... I, I don't like anything like that. Um, and for best, it's, ah, man, I'm always, I always come in threes. Either mint chocolate chip, anything to do with coconut, or I, I probably got to go with moose tracks. Every time I have the choice, I usually go with moose tracks. Every time I have a choice, I usually, that's a poorly worded sentence, I usually choose moose tracks. I have, you know, a thing of double chocolate moose tracks in my fridge right now. If my brother hasn't eaten it, shout out to Isaiah, the black hole that consumes everything in its path. I love you. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that would be my answer. Interesting. I think I'd have to go with, for my uh, least favorite one. Moose tracks. (laughs) No. Um. Probably either, like, maybe something, I don't know, just, like, mango, just something a little more fruity. I feel like, I don't know, I'd get, like, a shake or something if I wanted to have that, like, a smoothie. Um, either that or something that just is coffee-flavored. I'm just not a huge coffee person in general. Yeah. I mean, I'll eat it, but I'll be just kind of, like, I'm only eating this because it's hot outside. And yeah. I want something cold. I feel you. And I have no other option. Um, either, okay, and then my favorite, and... I'm almost sad that this is my favorite because I've only found it at one place. I can't even remember where, but it was outstanding. Uh, this is an ice cream called uh, Baker's Dozen. And what this is... Oh, you told me about this. Yeah, go on. Uh, cake batter ice cream mixed with brownie batter ice cream mixed with chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. And it's probably super unhealthy, but it was... <laughs> fantastic let me tell you there's just chunks of like brownie and like cookie dough in there and oh it was it was great it's a i can't i need to get home to my ice cream to make sure that it's that's good that's safe um that's yeah would you say is it something fruity for your life yeah i think that's good as a sorbet which are you know they're slightly different you know, I mean, some are good. Like, I, I really enjoy like strawberry. I'm, I'm talking more like tropical fruity. I feel like that. If oh. I can have that, it's just more of like a, a smoothie. Like, I'd rather just have one of those at that point. Hmm. All right. Let's see. Let's see what we can find here. All right. Next question. Looking for a good one? Yeah, I want to find a real good one, because we're, we're zeroing in on the last 25 minutes here. Right, right. Um, all right, I'll, I'll, um, here we go. I'm going to ask you one that I'm thinking of. Okay, okay. What is your latest obsession? My latest obsession. Like, what's the latest thing that, you know, you think, like, oh, this is awesome, or this is really cool, or blah, blah. Oh, shoot. Okay, hold on. I feel like if I'm obsessing over it lately, I, uh, I probably shouldn't have to think about it that much. 
Um, let's see here. I'm going to have to go with, um, ooh, okay. I'm probably going to go with, actually, most recent thing is I started watching a TV show. I know you just started watching it. I'm much further ahead uh, than you right now, just because yeah. I have been obsessing over it. Uh, but the TV show called The Good Place. Um, it's a really good show. Um, essentially what it's about is, and, um, it kind of is about what happens when you die. It gets a lot into, like, a lot of different philosophical things, but it's mostly a, a comedy show. Um, and so basically it follows, um, mostly the main character, uh, Eleanor, and she dies, and she wakes up in just a place called The Good Place, and she's explained to an extra-dimensional being that essentially, like, she's like, uh, he tells her that, um, or I guess more it tells her because it's extra-dimensional as opposed yeah. to, like, yeah. So, anyways, he explains to her that, um, uh, most of the religions were, like, 35% right or something, but basically, uh, in this world, um, whenever you do an action, you either get, uh, like, minus points or plus points and then if you come out on the positive end you go to the good place and if you come out on the negative end you go to the bad place and it's like you're in the good place so this is like a place where you're meant to be and where good people are and it's kind of supposed to be like your paradise and so he like takes her through this little neighborhood and um basically it's supposed to be like uh they match you up with everything that you're supposed to ever want and he shows her like her dream house and all these other things and he's like all right and also here's like your soulmate um like everyone gets paired with a soulmate too while they're there so then he leaves and eleanor basically this is all in the first episode but she like says to the soulmate like that she meets and she's like hey so like promise me like you won't tell anyone something as soulmate and he's like okay yeah i promise and she goes i don't I, like i'm here on mistake i was a terrible person and because she um, finds yeah she they're also led to their house like she finds out you know they say oh when you were servicing hungry children in africa and she's like i like, yeah so she's she, just they kind of like smiling up. like yeah so they got her mixed up with someone yeah so she was kind of taking someone else's place in this heaven and so kind of a lot of it is her like kind of suffering with like the guilt of like being somewhere where she's not supposed to be and uh she kind of receives help from this person they like kind of um, teaches her to be good and because she wants to belong there she doesn't want to go to the bad place yeah so um, it's, it's her trying to stay is like the basic premise of the, of the show mm -hmm. and yeah. it causes all kinds of kinds of problems oh yes for sure and I highly recommend that you do watch it at first it seems kind of cheesy um, as soon as like probably just get through season one it it takes a it takes a pretty interesting turn and it gets it gets crazy and it gets deep into a lot of philosophical issues as well which i kind of enjoy because yeah, while it's a comedy it does make you think yeah even in season one it, it's pretty funny which i'm not all the way through but yeah it's got some laughs mm -hmm, for sure um so that's your recent obsession yeah so what's your what's your recent obsession here? I, I would say um I'd say more broadly, just because I'm I I love October and the Halloween and the spooky you know vibes. Um, I would say probably uh, I'm really into the um, the small town mystery right now. 
that genre. I love that genre, and it's something that Stephen King does a lot, and I love Stephen King. Um, so I would say, uh, and I and I just finished season two of this show um, before October, actually, and uh, but I'm still still kind of thinking about it and the repercussions that it's had on me is um, the TV, the Netflix show Dark, which is the first um, Netflix show produced and filmed and made in Germany. And it's a really good show. Um, and it, the basic thing of Dark is things seem to be happening in the small town in Germany uh, over again. Like things that happened 33 years ago seem to be happening again, like, you know, taking place. Um, where, you know, like, young children are going missing, and people start to, you know, they start to investigate, and there is, my gosh, uh, what, what isn't there? It's kind of funny, but it's mostly a drama, and there, there's, you know, betrayal from neighbors, and, uh, um, there's time travel in it, it goes into time travel a lot, it goes into, um, like the paradox is created by time travel, which happens, which happens all the time. Where someone says, you know, you wrote this book on how to operate this time machine. They go, okay, well that book was given to me by someone who came before you. I never actually wrote the book. I just published it, and it was given to me. Which is the bootstrap paradox? Is how, okay, this this book has always been. It is. It's a it's a universal constant. It's always been here. No one actually wrote it. Like, the, the author, it was given to the author by someone, but how they get their hands on it, if they didn't write it, it was written by the author, blah, blah, blah. So, interesting paradoxes like that. It gets into philosophy. Uh, this book is the reason that I purchased um, a book by Nietzsche, by uh, Friedrich Nietzsche, uh, who's one of the most famous philosophers of the 20th century, because um, it talks with him a little bit, because he, he talked about an idea that every, that the universe is in a 33-year rotation, and every 33 Earth years, everything in the universe is, like, back to where it was 33 years ago. Um, and not, no spoilers, this is, you know, you find this out pretty early on, the time travel that takes place in the show, um, you can only go 33 in, like, 33-year intervals, like, back. Um, but it's really well filmed. Uh, the acting's fantastic. And the children actors, they have some children actors and they're amazing. Um, you have to really stick with the story to like understand what's going on because as with time travel and paradoxes, it gets loopy. But oh my gosh, is it worth it? And the, the end of the second season really left me wanting more. Um, so I'm, I'm caught up with it. And that's fueled by... Um, you know, BuzzFeed Unsolved, which I watch uh, whenever it comes out. Um, those mystery, like, you know, people disappearing and unsolved mysteries and stuff like that. Um, and uh, also certain music that I've been listening to that has, that sort of has that vibe for me. Um, so that's that's kind of that, that spooky thing. And I get into that mood every October. So that would be my, my obsession for, for, the, uh, for the current month that we're in. All right, I'm going to toss it back over to you, Wade. Uh, while you look, uh, we're going to um, listen to uh, some some soothing melodies. Stay locked, uh, WOCR 89.1 to 1. Uh, the boys are on, and uh, we'll be right back.
Wow, we're back, folks. That was uh, dangerous. Um, in case you were interested, we were just having a little discussion as um, to what peligrosa uh, means in Spanish. And uh, it answered it for us. Um, dangerous. Um, all right. Uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, you've caught the tail end of 22 Hours of Park City, the first live broadcast of this podcast. Um, you can catch us on, uh, well, where can you catch us? Uh, you can catch us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor. Um, you can follow us on Twitter to um, Hours, Hours Road, is it? I should know if I'm going to plug my own Twitter account. Look up 22 Hours to Park City. Uh, no, it's Hours City, H-O-U-R-S City. Um, you can find us there and uh, look at some of the photos that we tweeted uh, about today. Um, we're going to hear uh, one more question from Wade and one more question from me. And that, that should probably uh, lead, us, lead us out um, from the, this, this time with us. So, Wade, what do you got for us? All right. So the one I found that kind of caught my eye is, what is the silliest beer you have? The silliest fear I have or have ever had. Um, let's go with I've ever had. Okay. This may negate the silly part, but um, when I was younger, I almost drowned. Um, very violent affair. We won't have to go into all of it. But um, ever since then, I, and I've, I've, kind of, I've gotten over it now. Um, I've been terrified of, like, lakes and stuff. Um, like, I'm fine with swimming and, I'm fine with swimming. Um, but whenever I was in a lake, like, I would always get, you know, upset. And this was fueled by, also by Jaws, as most people who are afraid of water can tell you. Jaws is freaky as a kid. Um, because I would always, I always have an active imagination, and I was always imagine something getting me in a lake, especially, where I can't just step out. You know, if I'm in the middle of the lake, I fall off a tube or something. Um, that would probably be the silliest, and because, you know, there's no, there are no barracuda in my lake. There are no sharks in my lake. Um, there used to be snapping turtles, but there are no snapping turtles in my lake. Uh, so I, I can't, you know... And I'm a strong swimmer. But I, I even still have this to a degree, like this involuntary whenever I'm in the water, this like feeling in my stomach. Um, I wouldn't call it fear anymore. It's just kind of, I'm not as comfortable. Um, and weirdly, don't, I don't get it in all lakes. It's kind of, mostly just kind of in mine, in Duck Lake, where, where, I, where I live. Um, and maybe that's just a carryover from my childhood, but... I would say that's the silliest fear I've ever had is that. A silly fear that I still have is I'm, I'm a hypochondriac, so, I, you know, if I have a pain in my lower back, I immediately, well, it's MS, and I'm going to die. You know, that's probably not, but, yeah. So, yes, that is my answer, and I'm sticking with it. What about you? All right, so... Like yours, mine also traces back to childhood trauma. Um, 
My silliest fear is probably, and it's gotten better, a fear of frogs. What? Yes. I keep okay, it under wraps because I don't want people to exploit it. All right, good. Which yeah, completely uh, is going against that uh, right now. Cut, yeah. Saying this on air. Cut, cut, cut the commercial. <laughs> okay, go on. Yeah, no, but when I was, oh man, I don't even know how old I was. Maybe like four or so, four right. or five. Well, I used to before this ha- happened. Uh, my brother and I, uh, just little kids, we were. We we had a woods kind of by our house. We'd always go back and catch frogs, and uh, we just kind of threw them in the window well because uh, we were too young to really care about wildlife, I guess. Right, yeah. And um, so we, like, tossed them down there, and they were, like, our pets and whatever, and we made little graves for them, and they did die. So we did care to a degree, but... I guess, yeah. Um, eventually, um, at one point, I don't even know what the heck we were doing out there. Uh, we were outside, and we have a little swing set in our backyard, and uh, there was, like, a tree frog up on it. And so, like, my brother was looking at it, my sister was looking at it, and then I went over and joined him. And so I'm like, I'm like looking up at this, uh, at this frog, and it's just kind of sitting on the corner of our swing set. Out of nowhere, this sucker jumps down, lands on my face, and he starts just crawling around on my face. <laughs> so as like a four or five year old child, it was, it was, it was traumatizing. Right? Yeah. I was afraid. I didn't feel in control. Um, but. Uh, my mom ran out and like wiped it off with like a washcloth and everything and I, I, I was not having it though. And so I'm still like might see it like as long as they don't have the high ground I'm generally okay. <laughs> they don't have the high ground. But um no, if there's a like especially like like I don't act scared of them because you know if like someone's like holding like a lizard or something and like someone's like obviously like frightened of it you know they'll be like, yeah, they'll be like hold it out to them and be like oh what you don't like them so I, I just like whenever someone like finds a frog and like picks up i'm like oh yeah you know that's cool i'll stand right here i'm not gonna get within like jumping distance and whatnot but i'm just gonna stand by and observe you you and i don't want to so so is this still a fear that you have like in just an innate yeah it, it, like if someone like like it doesn't happen usually with like any other animal too yeah. which is weird like they have like the snakes at like the zoo and yeah, stuff yeah. that they don't like pass them and i'll like hold them and whatnot but if someone's like like I'd n- i'll never pick up a frog if i would see it on the ground mm-hmm. anymore um and if someone like picks one up i'll just kind of like i'll like still stand in, like the group but yeah. i won't like be like oh can i pet them or can i yeah. hold them or i'll just be like I'm not touching that thing. But, but there, it, there's no conscious idea of like if I hold this, it's gonna jump down my throat and kill me. No, like, like it, I'm it, not like that. I'm like that thing can't harm me. I'm yeah. just gonna stand here and like that's just like that's stay away from that thing. Like yeah, remember this time when you were a kid, it could happen again. <laughs> that's like just the psychological huh. part of my brain. It's just like stay away from that. I'm like okay, I'll listen. You know, and I don't want to exploit your fear for you know confiding in me, but you know I'm gonna make. Um, a meme of the scene from Revenge of the Sith where it's Obi-Wan but it's gonna be a frog and he's saying it's overweight I have the high ground and it's gonna be you going okay I'm just gonna stay out of jumping distance I'm I'm making this it's not gonna be you underestimate my power it's gonna be okay it's like alright I know I know how to keep my distance stay out of jumping distance is what he said I'm like Um, I'm not gonna back down but at the same time I'm not gonna Charge into the face of fear. Don't show weakness. Frogs can smell weakness. <laughs> um, all right. Okay, that's that's an interesting one. I, I did not see that coming. Um, all right. So I'm going to kind of I'm going to kind of piggyback off of that. Um, 
I think I think a good way to, to, to sign this one out is um, just we, we talked about our favorite you know like our most interesting adventure or whatever is that um, but I'm gonna ask you uh, just tell us you know a quick two minute story if we can keep it to two minutes um, two minute story that's happened to you that uh, you feel is kind of just kind of cool, you know. Just, 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 just kind of to, to share with the audience. Just, just a quick story that uh, has particularly affected you that you think could be pretty cool to share with people. You know, you're sitting at a dinner party, and uh, people are telling stories, and go, "Oh, I, I, I've got a cool, quick little story." Hmm. Uh, about me, or just like happened? It, it, it can be you know uh, about a family member that you weren't there. Just, just some you know. Cool little story, but I would I would say something personal. Hmm. Oh man, this is tough. Let's see here. Oh man, this is tough. Especially after we just shared it on. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know. This one isn't particularly about me, and it, it does go back to our. California road trip. Um, I think you remember when we uh, stopped to get pie. <laughs> yes, go on. Uh, so, <laughs> no, this is totally about you. This, 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 this affects you. You were there for it. That's what I mean. Right, right, yeah, okay, yeah, go okay, on. Okay, cool. So no, we we were, we were like driving along, and I see a sign for Apple Annie's, and it's got this sweet old lady with like a holding a pie on it. I'm just like, dude, I really want some pie right now. <laughs> that sounds really good. So we're like, okay, let's let's go get some pie. So we stop off, get gas, go to this Annie's pie shop. So I'm thinking, you know, it's gonna be a nice little pie shop, like diner or something. You know, see the sweet old lady like baking pies and whatnot. So we walk in, and the, there's this guy there. He's got like, did he have his hat on backwards? He might have. I can't remember. I don't even was. remember if he had a hat on. Oh, maybe he didn't. No, he didn't. I think he just had spiked up hair. Yeah, he had like spiked yeah, up hair, like a, a little beard going on. He's got, like, tattoos on his arms. He's got sleeves on each side. And he's just like, yo, what's going on, man? Can I get you some pies? Like, we got some bomb pies here, man. These pies are gangster. I'm like, what is going Like, I'm going to get some pie here, man. So we go in and we're, like, asking him about, like, the different kinds of pies. Like, telling us about them. I'm trying to keep this a little bit short. No, you're fine. Uh, eventually, uh, we kind of come down. We're like, okay. Uh, like, we're on the road. We can't really keep pie fresh or anything, so we did choose one. So we're like, probably apple. Like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of digging an apple pie. But then there was a, what was it? Coconut like, cream pie. Coconut cream pie, okay? So, like, we ask him, like, we're thinking apple pie, but what would you recommend? And he goes, well, no, wait, we, we, we did tell him we were deciding between the two. But I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm not, much of a, not much of a coconut guy. Yeah. So this guy just goes, now look, I'm not much of a coconut guy either. Alright, when I ate this pie, like, when I pooped it out, like, I cried because it left my body. <laughs> and we're, we're, not, we're not dumbing this down. These are the exact words he used. Yeah, we, we wrote them down right when we got in the car after. Like, this was an experience. Man. So, we're, we're, we just started dying laughing. We're like, I'm like, I cannot pass up on a pie that must taste that good. So... We, we end up going with both the apple and the coconut cream pies. Um, both were delicious, by the way. Um, absolutely fantastic. And um, 
So, like, as we're, like, grabbing the pies to head out and whatnot, he comes over, and he grabs this, like, there's, like, this little styrofoam dish thing, and he puts it on top, it's got a little lid on it, and he goes, here, man, this is a cinnamon sauce, this goes with apple pie, alright? And I'm like, oh, is it, like, oh, do we have to pay for it? He goes, no, man, free charge, this will change, this change the game of your apple pie, dude. I'm like, oh, alright, alright, like, I'm gonna try this, it was, it was good. It was great. And the, the, the natural follow-up to this, this isn't my story. This is just a natural follow-up. Is this and when we ate the pies? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, we, we at this point, we had already tried some of the coconut cream pie, um, but we couldn't we couldn't take it on the road with us when we left L.A., so we left it with our Airbnb hostess um, as a thank you. Um, and we uh, we had our, we had tried the apple pie, and it was good. Um, but we... Uh, <laughs> we... No, we had we tried the apple pie at that point. It, no, 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 no. No, we we cut both. We yeah, hadn't yeah, tried yeah, it we, yet. Yeah, we cut both. We hadn't tried it. So at any rate, we we were driving through um, Arizona in the dead of night. It's probably around midnight at this point, eleven p.m. midnight. Yeah, I think it was right around there. And we we decided to stop off to to go to the bathroom. We pulled off at a uh, at a rest stop, and we decided, you know what? Let's bust out the pie. You know, it's the middle of the night, Arizona. Let's have a good pie time. And so we get the pie, um, get the pie out the back, and uh, there's all these benches as rest stops have spread out, and then there's a little covered pavilion with lights that have benches on it too. And we're like, you know what? Let's eat pie in the dark. Well, let's do that. And so we we start walking out into the dark, and I'm holding the pie, and I catch up with Wade and Connor who are walking a little ahead of me. And we... this area too, it's just like, like it's like part of the desert. Like we're no longer. Like sandy desert, it's dark. There's like a couple of street lights, but overall not much. Yeah, and so we um, yeah, it, it's dark out here. And uh, Wade and Connor have stopped at a sign, and I approach them, and I look up at the sign too, and it says, "Caution: Rattlesnakes and scorpions will hide underneath benches to keep cool. They are especially active in the summer and in the night, both of which it is." And so. We all three, at the exact same time, without any coordination, reading the sign, we all three just turn simultaneously back to the covered, well-lit pavilion and just walk over there and sit down. And we still, like every little, every couple minutes, we would just we would look under our bench and look around under the seats just to make sure that we weren't about to get just, you know, yoinked by a, by a snake. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. That's not something you generally think about in Michigan. You're not like, no. is someone thing going to come under the table and bite my ankle that'll cause me to die in yeah. like 10 minutes yeah and it was yeah. good it was good pie too we, we, we pie. ate there you know we no one asked for any which was good because we weren't going to share um it, it was really good uh we also didn't end up finishing it sadly we had to it was not good by the time we got home but we we, we, we did some damage on it we ate like half that pie yeah i took one of their cards too if we ever just happened to be in the area again yeah and uh also, this guy, his name was Andrew. We call him Andrew the Pie Guy. Yeah. What a dude. Uh, shout out to Andrew the Pie Guy. Uh, I'll post some photos on our Twitter. Um, my story, just to sign us off here, uh, my quick little tidbit story is, um, I would I would say, I've, I've already told quite a few here, but um, I would say there was a, there was a time when um and this is more of a I don't know if this is more of an aesthetic I guess so if, if we had rain sound effects I would play the rain sound effects um but I uh 
when I was in Germany this past, uh, the, the last time I was in Germany two years ago, I um, I lived on a, basically where I lived, where we worked with developmentally disabled adults, it's sort of like a farm. And as a result, they have a lot of farm animals, um, including uh, two ponies and a horse. And we, we learned how to ride. I learned how to ride horses because I asked them, you know, I'd like, I'd like to learn. And uh, the person who's in charge of it taught me. And I, I mean, there, there are several things that happen with this horse. You know, you, you start off doing like acrobatic things on the horse, just like closing your eyes and laying down to get accustomed to the horse and, and all that stuff. Um, his name was Hunter, the horse, a uh, good horse, uh, and I, I'd never galloped with this horse before. I, I'd only, you know, done a little trot, in which case, you know, you're bouncing up and down a little bit, and, and you move a lot when a horse trots, like a lot more than when it gallops, actually, which, which surprised me, because hmm. um, when it's galloping, it's doing more forward momentum, so you just kind of, excuse me, you just kind of bounce a little bit, but when it's, like, trotting, it's, you know taking you know more steps and so you bounce up and down more so it's more uncomfortable than that um but when it got to winter time i i was living in the in the south of germany by the way which is very mountainous and has a lot of woods and we are also in the middle of nowhere so there's a lot of woods around and uh when it got to to winter time and this is very much a european thing this wouldn't you know I mean, this would happen in, in, you know, middle of nowhere America, too, with, it would probably be with trucks, but yeah, um, the, uh, the woman goes, the woman who's in charge of the horses goes, you know, hey, Asher, we're going sledding with the horses tomorrow, you want to come? Like, sledding with the horses? This sounds interesting, let's do it. So I showed up, she has her little daughter, or, or no, no, it's not her daughter, but it's this little girl, um, and they've lashed like a, a toboggan to the back of this horse like this small little toboggan um and they, well they actually they, they lashed two and we went out into the woods and there's you know there's snow there we went out into the woods and they like the woman at first she just she's just trotting along with the riding crop and she just goes all right here we go and you know the horse is just walking along we're just getting dragged behind on a toboggan behind this horse like this is really cool like this is you know, like, this is, like, you know, this is this is a relaxing little, and that's what it was for a while. It was just, like, a relaxing little tour. I have some photos and videos just going along the snow in the middle of, like, just trees everywhere. There's no real civilization except for my phone, and just this horse and the woman trotting along, and, and of course, she goes, you know, Asher, you've been learning horses, and you know how to steer them, like, standing next to them. Would you like to try to steer the horse from the toboggan? And I go, totally, give me the ropes and give me the crop. Um, which with riding crops, by the way, you never whip the horse. That's horrible. You, you, like, you, you crack it. And it looks kind of cruel from the outside until you realize how stubborn horses are. And they will do anything just to make you mad. So to just, like, to crack the whip is just going, hey, knock it off. <laughs> and they know that. But she hands this up to me, and the girl gets off the back, and they unhook the back toboggan. So it's just me on one toboggan and I go all right here we go Hunter like uh, we're you know he's walking along and pulling me and I'm like well it's just me man I'm like I can kind of go a little faster and I tap him I go and I, I say um shirit which is like you know this sort of trot and he starts trotting and I'm like okay we can go a little faster and I tap him again and this dude takes off 
he goes, and I've never ridden on a horse at a gallop, he goes from trotting to full gallop. And she told me, just go around the edge and wait for us around the bend. And he, he just bolts it. Like, I'm talking full racing horse, all legs off of the ground, taking off. And I'm gripping this toboggan so tight, just going, no, stop. Hunter, stop! And I hear them yelling at me, fading in the background, laughing. And I'm like, you know, we're whipping around a corner when there's like, you know, I could go flying off into the trees at any moment, just pulling on the reins, going, Hunter, Hunter, stop, stop, Hunter. And he has his fun. Like, once we've rounded the corner, he's had his fun. I like pull him, and he eventually stops, and I immediately get off. Like, oh, thank God, we're finally, you know, and. Believe it or not, it happened again that day. The exact same thing. So he just wanted to go. He just wanted to ride. So that's, that's, that's the image of, um, it's a pretty apt metaphor of life. I'm, I'm okay. I'm doing all right. And then suddenly you're riding down a rocky, snowy ridge with nothing but a thin little rope holding onto this toboggan that's bouncing everywhere. And, you know, it, it, was, it was fun. It, it was a great time. Didn't have a helmet, no safety regulations, nothing like that. Good old-fashioned 19th century fun. Right. Yeah. So that's the, uh, it's a little story behind Folks, we've come to the end of our time together. Um, it's, it's hard to believe it's been two hours already. Um, I mean, it's hard for me to believe. It's hard for you to believe, Wade. Yeah, it is. It went by fast. Um, it did. It was, it was a, I think it was a good first date, though. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I, you know, I hope there will be a second one. I hope there will be a next time between us and the audience. Um, folks, if you want to hear more from us, um, be it casual talking or getting into more uh, deep stuff we've discussed so far, um, in the episode that will be coming out next week that I am in the process of editing, um, we talk about uh, AI, artificial intelligence, and the advancements that we've made in that. And what are the dangers of that? What are the good things that can come from that? Um, the week after that, we're going to be discussing aliens. Oh, yes. Talking yes. about um, the possibility of life beyond Earth. And then the week after that, we'll be talking about um, my, one of my most uh, pressing, pressing, one of the most pressing matters, according to me at least, uh, which is uh, climate change. Um, thus far on our podcast, we've talked and we've spoken everything. Impeachment, the meaning of life. Um, it's we it's cover a wide movies. array favorite movies yeah that was our first relaxed one covered a wide array so if, if you were interested at any point during this podcast and uh, during these two hours go ahead and check us out 22 hours to park city on um, google podcasts spotify anchor uh, if you do find us on twitter at hours city h-o-u-r-s city uh, go ahead and leave us a tweet suggests something you'd like to hear us talk about question you'd like answered uh questions comments concerns any of those things if you actually find us on anchor.fm or the anchor app you can leave us a voicemail and maybe we'll play it on the air and uh, get to your question or comment um other than that uh, we are going to leave you in the trusting hands of the wocr uh laptop but we're gonna we're gonna sign off with a, with a nice tune, because I told you you'd have to suffer our music, we're going to sign off with a, um, a nice tune from, uh, why am I blanking on his name, from Gordon Lightfoot, that is Sundown. Mm, uh, good choice. Anyway, Wade, 
Asher. It's been a pleasure. As always.